Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. We are coming to you on a Friday. Cousin Sal here with my good, good friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Well, we could just skip it or we could talk about it briefly. The big news last night dominated everyone's text chains. My pick for third wild card. They seem dead to rights. The Denver Broncos won. They beat the Jets in convincing fashion, 37-28. And it's all anyone can talk about. Uh, no, of course, I'm kidding here. Uh, yes, the president and first lady. Melania Trump came down with uh, COVID-19. They tested positive, and we're not going to dwell on it, but it just adds to uh, what uh, what promises to be an even crazier, crazier October and November. Would you guys agree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tweeted this, but I actually, I wonder, uh, first of all, slow news day. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if the writers of Veep ever wake up and look at the news and they're like, God damn it. We worked on this for, for eight years and they just yeah. rewrote the whole thing. You know, like it's, it's like a, yeah. it's a satire at this point. And the writer's ruminality is probably overused, but I don't, I just keep thinking of that. No, it's right. How do you, how do you top this in, in art and entertainment? No, you can't. I, I, I feel like if you fell into a coma four years <laughs> ago and were Me? woken up yesterday, well, really okay. any of us, Okay. Let's say four and a half, five years ago, and mm -hmm. suddenly you emerge from your long-standing coma. I think yesterday might be, or the last twenty-four hours might be, <laughs> the most. I know you could say this about pretty much any day on the calendar mm -hmm. over the last uh, couple of years, but for real, like, wait a second, why is why you know start out small. What the hell is going on in the Meadowlands there? Like, why is nobody there? There's something about, by the way, as a side note, the games that are played in that stadium by the Jets and Giants, there's something about the dimensions of it, where the camera mm -hmm. angles are. It feels emptier than any other stadium to me. It feels mm -hmm. like, I what agree, the hell Dave. is happening right now? No, yeah, I was yeah. thinking that too, yeah. Yeah, there's usually at least cats roaming or something. But yeah, if, if you didn't have a Sherpa to guide you through, like, wait, why is this happening? Your head would be, it, yeah. it, you just put Craziness. me back into the thing. Like, wait, no. Donald Trump from TV is, wait, mm -hmm. at the White House? How did he get, how did, wait, what is COVID? What, I mean, it's impossible to fathom the, how people keep talking about the frog boiling in water and how we got to this place and we accept everything. But this is, I mean, the last 24 hours have been positively insane. And as it reflects on our beloved pro football, we're not going to have a game on Sunday as a result of all this. Yeah, so, we're going to get to that. I was going to say, Go I think the weirdest thing, if I were in a coma in 2016, woke up now, I'd be like, the Bears took Trubisky? Yeah, right. That's a lot. <laughs> that probably jumps to the top. Yeah, that was more surprising than the... Uh, the beauty pageant. I'm Mitch is doing well. Mitch is doing well. He's doing all right. Thank God. Wait, there are uh, 27 what? teams in the baseball playoffs. What the hell? <laughs> We're going to get to that. We're going to get to NBA. There's a finals game tonight. It does seem like all the fun has been taken out of any of this. There's not, there's an incomplete football schedule. There's an NBA finals that what now is riddled with injuries. It just seems like what are the Lakers going to win in four? Are they going to win in five or any of these games going to be close? We're going to talk a little bit about baseball and, and, we have our extra points for extra pay parlay. Now, let me recap. We won in week one. We cost FanDuel over a million dollars week one. Week two, we took we took it easy. We went 0 for 3. Week three, last week, yeah, Charlotte, drink up. You cost us by a half a point. Dave and I hit on our winners, and Charlotte cost us by a half a point with Tennessee. Not even, can't even feel the team anymore. Uh, Tennessee right. I got over At least Minnesota. I bet them while I could. Yes, that's it. You got them out of the way, and that's it. Anyway, we will have three winners for you. We'll do that at the end of the show. Um, FanDuel adds a point to our picks and then boosts the odds. It's a nice little deal for the gamblers out there. But let's talk about Jets-Broncos real quick. As I mentioned, the Broncos won 37-28. Sam Darnold, Brett Ripon. Uh, wow, what a battle. I don't know. Both quarterbacks looked good at times and then looked really, really, truly Terrible. It had a little of everything. We saw Joe Flacco. We had his Joe Flacco appearance. We saw Sam Darnold rumble for like a 40-yard touchdown run, the, the only highlight of the Jets season so far. 
many interceptions thrown. Brett Rippon had some nice throws. Um, I don't know. Darnold sacked himself, and in typical Jets fashion, they couldn't finish. They couldn't finish the Broncos off. What did you guys think of that game? Well, the thing that jumped out to me is as you watch Sam Darnold now, and, and you know we've we've been in the Sam Darnold experience for for quite some time now, and I know that he's working with a deficit of uh, of viable targets and and everything else. And plainly, it jumps out when you watch him how live his arm is. Um, and, yeah. and, and, you know, the thing that you kind of forget about, and but I was happy when he snapped off that long run at the start of the game for you, Sal, because I know you were big on the Jets going into it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, name drop, here it comes here. And, and I do that to make a point, but also because I'm vain and I like to um, prove that I've talked to, to famous people. Maurice Jones-Drew made a great point coming out of USC or when Sam Darnold was coming out. A guy who threw a ton of interceptions in high school and threw a ton of interceptions in college is not magically at the highest level suddenly going to be turn uh, is going to turn into a guy who is pinpoint precise with everything. He throws every game. He throw I, I, a lot of QBs throw some bad balls, one to three a game that might get intercepted. A lot of gunslingers do that. I mean, he throws a half dozen every game that, and, yeah. and a lot of them do end up getting picked off. I just, you know, I, I think you're in this uh, downward spiral if you're the Jets now where you're waiting out the season. And I guess now the the answer at quarterback that was Sam Darnold now looks ahead to Trevor Lawrence or whoever else they might wind up. With. I don't know why I defend him so much, but that offensive line is atrocious. I mean, he doesn't have a chance on. Like, you're right. Six balls are up for grabs every game. Four of them he has to get out of his mitt quick because there's no and I guess there's, there's still Bradley Chubb and everybody. Denver's defense, even without Von Miller is pretty respectable and but god he really had he was under siege almost the whole game he got thrown to the turf it looked like he was going to be out for the whole game then then came back but charlotte did you i mean this jet team is done it's sad for new york yeah i think dave you actually i think you not actually right this early in the show oh. i'm getting actually i was gonna say that you put it in perspective that I've been trying to figure out because watching the game last night, there were some plays where I was like, damn, Sam, Dar like Sammy Darns, he's pretty good. There was that one drive. What was it in the third quarter um, where he really looked like an NFL caliber quarterback? And then, you know, he trips over his own feet on the next drive. So <laughs> I do. It was think the ghost, Charlotte. The sorry, ghost sorry, sorry. He was, he was seeing ghosts. Yeah. Um, I think with Sam Darnold, that's sort of what you get. But I also think that it's really hard to judge him on his own merit because he's on the Jets. And so it's one of these situations where you kind of I mean, on the other hand, you look at someone like Joe Burrow, who's on a team about the same caliber as the Jets right now, and he is managing to yeah. do a little more and look a little better. And so I see a lot of Sam Darnold apologists on Twitter being like, well, we'll never know if he could have been great. And I'm like, well, but, you know, he he's not doing as much as he could be doing. You, you know? know what right. I think the answer is for real? I, I, I was thinking about this watching Darnold last night. Darnold was born in the wrong era to be an NFL QB. He would be awesome in 1979 and I mean that. That he he just he's too he he can't resist the bait of 21st century defensive coordinators. They trick him too much. He, he's he's just inaccurate enough that the that the ball flies loose a little bit and winds up picked off. He I mean he'd be, you know, one of the two or three best QBs in the NFL were at 1979 unfortunately for him it is not It's not, right? There's nothing he could do about that. Well, maybe if we get point. a time machine, if we could trade Roger Staubach to the 21st century oh, for Darnold, then we'd be cooking with gas cuz I think uh, right. Roger Staubach of all those 70s QBs is the most ready for 2020 football. There you go. See if we can you know do what? that. I don't know. All right. I'll, I, 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 you know, Dave yeah, actually that'll makes definitely a good point, be yeah. the first thing I do when I get a time machine. Dave. <laughs> yeah, get I'll switch out Staubach for Darnold. That's the do first it. order of business. Thank you. She's got a priority set finally. Um, <laughs> All right, so uh, a lot of controversy here. Your your Steelers aren't playing this week, Dave. The Titans test positive. First, there were eight positive tests. It was three players, then another one trickled in yesterday, then two more today. So the NFL seems like they did the right thing. Oh, my God, I took so much shit on Twitter. And I said, 
I, I basically said a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I, I can't, you know, th this is the NFL. I didn't even say for better or worse. I'm like, this is the NFL's plan. Um, if three inconsequential players, um, you know, are out of a game, it's not even moved to Monday or Tuesday. It's canceled. Now, inconsequential? Is any life inconsequential? I'm like, oh, please. Obviously, I mean towards this game, not towards life. Everyone's consequential to his right. life. Uh, give me a break. But either way, it appears they made the right move um, because now there's more trickling in, I said. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Now they're saying the Titans-Bills game could be in jeopardy, because they, which is next Sunday, because they may not be able to open the facility. I don't know what the answer is other than I think we're in trouble for the rest of the year with stuff like I this. I think that we should. I, I mean, I, I, I am. I know that this is an awfully pessimistic view to continue to perpetuate. However, residing in some uh, some form of reality, uh, unlike apparently the NFL, who they've had the benefit for now six months as opposed to the other leagues to try and figure this out and work off of the do's and don'ts, the right and wrongs of all these other leagues, how they're doing it. And it does seem as though the idea is to continue to kick it down the the pike by one extra week until there's no room left, till there's no runway mm -hmm. left. It seems inevitable. This is it. I mean, no one's going to, there, there's not going to be any other positive tests in all of pro football the rest of the way. As long as you mm -hmm. buy that, then the, then the league did the right thing by just delaying it and pushing this down the pike. But what are you going to do when there becomes a log jam? We yeah. I mean, uh, grown men bouncing around um, emails yesterday with this news, with all that's going on in the world. Sal, me, and the rest of our fantasy league. Well, what is this? What are the implications for our fantasy league? And, how, mm -hmm. and we're trying to work that out on this dumb micro level. But legitimately, Kamish Goodell and otherwise are doing the same thing. And to Sal's point, I, I don't know. I guess I, it it feels unfair on some level, but I think forfeits are the only answer. I really <laughs> do. If you want to finish a season instead of having like, the Chiefs played 13 games, but then the mm. Ravens played 11. And so how are we going to do the math on all right. that? Like, I think you just have to like, if you can't make it to the starting gate by Sunday morning, then you are forfeiting the game. Move on to the next one. I don't know you're what the actual gonna have solution to. is. You can't keep backing up these buys. The, the, you know, in, in a way, they were lucky that they hadn't had their buy yet. But what happens week 10 when 75% have their buys? Then, you, you're, then you're adding weeks to the to the uh, schedule. But. Well, I also think that it it... First of all, like, as you said, this is how time works. You know, there are only so many weeks. And yeah. so if you I, I think that it encourages teams to be less reckless. If you know that if you get it, that's a loss on your mm -hmm. record, Um, because otherwise, what are we doing? Like, OK, say say the Raiders say the Raiders get it this week. Someone someone comes down with covid before Sunday's game. That game is off. OK, so now do you have to push two Bills games? If the Titans yeah. one is also like that affects other teams to the point where you're trying to and then like maybe people start covering it up because you have an incentive to play the game. So if it's a forfeit. Right. That's it. Like, I don't see any other way to do it than uh, unless you want to have a season where, you know, you're trying to do like fractions about what win counts for what, yeah. given how many games you play. Maybe we, get, maybe we could get, up. could we yeah. get Russ Cole to be the new commissioner? You know, time is a flat circle. I don't know if he can try and figure this thing out. Oh, I don't McConaughey. know. Was he McConaughey or yeah. was that? Uh, no, yeah, that that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, McConaughey. Yeah. Or, or, uh, or, Wait, what was he, what was that from? From uh, is that True Detective? True Detective, True Detective season yeah. one. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe we could get uh, Professor. Tom is a flat Doc, circle. Doc Brown. <laughs> or what we need to do with uh, Russ Cole is, uh, I think all of us is need to do is uh, bring those, uh, those 16 ounce pounders that he has, you know, oh, drinking yeah. those. Maybe that's the solution to all of this. But yeah, maybe it's uh, Commissioner Doc Brown and Marty McFly. You know Huey Lewis, Sal. Maybe you could put all in right. a good word with with those guys Huey. to figure because I don't understand. There's, you know, what are you going to do other than bend time if there are more positive tests around the league and games get shut down? When sports uh, get canceled, let's just yeah. pivot to be a podcast that ranks all of Huey Lewis's records. Oh. But we do it albums, but we do it every week. And don't it's slightly you dare, different. don't you dare tempt me like that, Wilder. I will you know we'll do, I that, love we'll do it. that right. You know why I why love the it. hell? Why the hell do we have to wait for sports to get canceled? Sports is the number one. Sports. Oh, you're saying sport, not the album gets canceled. Right. Okay. I yeah. see what you're saying. No, right, right. Yeah. Uh, just sports in general. All right. Uh, yeah, Dave touched on it a little bit. We do have this uh, crazy fantasy league where um, it doesn't take a lot for uh, explosions to happen via 
email. And Dave was, uh, you have, uh, I guess you have some Steelers, right, on your roster. And you were like, hey, what do we do here? And then some people like the John Hamza world, like, it's a buy. This is your team's buy. Just treat it as a buy. And Dave did, took uh, exception to that. He's I like, didn't oh, know. No, sure. I was classy. A little bit. A little I bit. I was classy. It no. almost got crazy. Can you almost. just loop me oh, in BCC? Almost. We were close. I, we were close. I shame the devil. I was a I'm, class act. I said, listen, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not going to get crazy about this. But because, uh, because by the way, the cool cats, don't, don't bury the lead. The cool cats are a juggernaut chasing Yet another title. It's getting embarrassing for everybody else in the league as we dominate. But anyhow, um, or is it the uh, grown man who's bragging about his fantasy team who should be embarrassed? <laughs> Either way, I was classy and I did forewarn, though. Fine. If we're going to treat this as a bye, don't mm. cry in week 12 when your team has to win and your Chiefs heavy and that team gets shut down. And yes. then you're. So then what are we going to do? But I, I I said, fine, whatever, whatever the league wants to do. So, well, I, I, I noticed a little snark in everybody. And then there was like five or six people weighing in. But then and like and a lot of people weigh in like, well, we could have IR, but the IR gets to move to reserve if the one team's like, yeah, guess what? The CBS engine can't support all these stupid moves that everyone's coming up with. Hey, here's what we're doing. We're adding three slots to the roster, and that's it. Instead of 18 guys, you have 21 guys. You figure it out whether he's out with the with you know whether he has mono or COVID or whatever, or the team has a bye. You have to figure it out, and and that's that. Is I, that what I, you did? I Is recommend that that's what everyone do. Forget about this IR nonsense. Just increase the roster by three or four or five or seven spots. And you'll pick up all these nonsensical players that nobody wanted Wednesday night, but they seem to really um, be after Thursday, whatever. So how will that's we not have John Hamm on the podcast yet? I know we should have him someday well, we'll, soon. We'll we'll see, but uh, it, well, it depends on how he ultimately <coughs> votes on this uh, uh, on this uh, player edition thing. No, mm -hmm. no voting. We just I do. I do want to say. I, I know do, we have much to get to, but I do want to say before we move on from this moment in history. Um, yeah. Troy Aikman really had an all timer while his fellow Dallas Cowboys QB Tony Romo stars in the booth as well. And you ranked mm -hmm. your favorite uh, Cowboys QBs all time. South. Sure. Aikman really had a banner night uh, with Joe Buck in the booth. One, he said, I'll tell you what that tells you, which is the best <laughs> is, the, is the is the best oh, condes unintentionally condescending thing to say to somebody. I'll tell you what it tells you. Let me help you figure out something that's straightforward. And then he went on. To completely mis uh, misrepresent it by saying that there are no that it's hard to find a good QB. That's not true in 2020. It's easier than most people would say. Why? And we can talk about that at another time too. He drew a wiener on the. Oh yeah, I saw. Did that. he really? Yeah. Yeah. With you the, sent us. Yeah. Yeah. He also my favorite thing he kept saying like was now I'm that. no I'm no Adam Gase apologist but and he said it like four times and I was like sounds <laughs> a little bit like something an Adam Gase apologist might say yeah right I well, really don't you know, understand how Troy Aikman a Hall of Fame quarterback talks about John Elway and excuses him for not being able to find another quarterback and Elway knows quarterbacks better than anyone on the planet. Well, apparently not, since he keeps rolling out Trevor Simeon and Brock Osweiler and so on and so forth. And, and why it's vexing, for, it should be vexing for Broncos fans, isn't that it's hard to find one. They're everywhere. We have reached QB saturation. Who's the worst quarterback in the NFL right now? I mean, like, starting quarterback. There aren't very many really crummy QBs out there. They are growing on trees pretty close to it, at least. You should be able to find a quarterback. Thus well, ends listen. my... Uh, my mom in, in defense of Aikman, that was a really that was a crappy game yes. that had a, a somewhat exciting ending. And it's going to force even the, the the most together guy out there to draw penises somewhere <laughs> in the middle of the third quarter. That's just how it is. Actually, Fox coverage starts, even though it's confusing. That was on NFL Network, right? Fox coverage starts week five. I'm going to have a comedy bit, I guess, comedy bit during the pregame Look show. At of you. The, yeah, for every Thursday. So that's fun. We love that. Thank you. Well, we'll see. Maybe it bombs. Who knows? Don't Maybe, forget uh, <laughs> us. Don't forget us little people, Sal. No, 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 no. Let me try to memorize the faces. Okay. I think I gotcha. <laughs> um, Browns, Cowboys. Let's let's uh, preview some of these. We're going to preview three games, and then we have our three games in the extra points for extra play parlay, uh, extra pay parlay, which we'll get to later on. Browns, Cowboys. Cowboys are favored by four and a half. They're home, 56 and a half. They'll have some fans. Not all. Uh, I have a bet with Rachel Bonetta. We're going to announce it today on Fox Bet Live. 
Rachel Bonetta is a Browns fan. Um, she adopted them. She's a big Baker fan. She loves him. Um, she was born in Toronto. I know I can't say anything. I was born in New York. I'm a Cowboys fan. But anyway, we have a bet. The loser, the winner gets to pick the loser's Halloween costume to be worn on the show, I guess, four weeks from uh, today. And I suspect maybe you guys can come up with ideas for me or for her. Uh, but I suspect my first three choices will be nixed immediately. I mean, I'm not I'm too immature for this. You, <laughs> is this a dumb bet? This is Rachel's great at costumes. So I, know. I don't know. I mean, has she I, given you any hints about what she would make you? Not yet. She is really good at costumes. You see how she dresses every day on the show? Hey. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, all right. She knows. She knows. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this seemed the friendliest of, uh, of any dresser. What do you call? I don't know. <laughs> that big That's Fu Manchu really mustache, big uh, right. big cores pounder in her hand. Yeah, but isn't everyone going as Russ Cole this year? <laughs> um, Fifty six and a half, Dave. It's the highest over under on the board. I know you struggled with it. Not struggled. You like the under. You almost made it your pick for uh, extra points for extra pay parlay too many points there's something fishy to me about this uh about the numbers associated with this game one and a half to what i mean to, first of all why are the cowboys um such a heavy favorite here because they're america's well, team yeah america's team uh factors in uh, that actually does i mean I, I know you're making a joke but you could add a point to every cowboy spread because they're so heavily bet and people see as long as they don't need to win by a touchdown, that's always a, one of the favorite. It bets feels on the though board. like, but right, but the count, I, I yes, but the counter to that is that as we talk about um, every week, we react to what we most recently saw, and the Browns mm. all of a sudden are now people are in on the Browns again after two straight wins, um, and people seem pretty down on the Cowboys and I get the math that the Cowboys aren't stopping anybody and points are through the roof across pro football. But, um, I, I, I feel like both teams are incented. The Browns have figured out, um, that, uh, you know, if, if we can sit here and figure out watching the games, that's that the Browns, uh, virtue offensively is being able to grind you on the ground and bang you. Um, very much like Zeke Elliott, 2018. Jesus, Dave. Take it easy. You know what? I blame (laughs) Troy Aikman. He set a bad example for me with his crude drawings on national TV. What am I? I'm a a sheep. But yes, I think that both teams are going to want to run the ball. At some point, that's the Don on Mike McCarthy and company, that they're doing their defense no favors by getting into these shootouts. And they do happen to have the one guy on a second contract at running back who's still a high-end option as opposed to all the other guys who got those big deals a couple of years mm-hmm. ago and have fallen by the wayside. Um, all right. I think it, you know, I think the score, relatively speaking, is low. I mean, what are we talking about? I mean, 56 and a half. I'm taking the under. I think it's a great bet. Get back all to right. me on Sunday night and call me stupid when I'm wrong. Well, first of all, stupid. If you think the Cowboys and night. Browns are uh, equal on uh, <laughs> uh, you don't even think the Cowboys are better than the Brown. Like why, why do you think this shouldn't be four and a half? You get the two or three point favorite at home uh, just for being home. You get the extra point for being the Cowboys. I mean, you I guess it's not a huge number. Otherwise? I guess nah. I, I say a big number. This is right. You what think I so? Worry so about you're taking is, well, Cowboys I, minus no, four no, and a half? Well, because I'm worried about a dumb backdoor cover with Baker. He's got so many weapons, and I uh, I get nervous about Odell catching a ball and slamming it on the star because he likes to beat the Cowboys so much. I think we'll be able to pressure Baker Mayfield. Alden Smith leads the league in sacks, which is a crazy story. I hadn't played in five years. Um, and uh, that's one of my favorite things when they show a quarterback's number under pressure. It's never going to be good, right? But Baker's is a yeah, a team losing by 14 or more points heading into the fourth quarter. You're probably going to see a bad stat, a bad number, probably 5% or 10% wins. But Baker seems to be one of the worst, one of the three worst in terms of handling pressure. I think they can put a little pressure on him, get off to a bigger lead. I worry about the spread because of the backdoor cover. Um, but uh, I like the Cowboys to win. What do you think, Charlotte? Yeah, I like the Cowboys to win. Um, I feel like the Browns are very much a team where people do remember the last thing they did. Like they do yeah. that. I think we do that for every team. I think the Browns, like Baker's narrative fluctuates every week depending on how many interceptions he threw. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that I like the Cowboys going into this. I think for, you know, for all the crap I give you, Sal, I think that. Dak, you know, there, there's a lot of potential there. I think that that game against the Seahawks showed, you know, it was 
it showed that they've got something. And I think that I'm just a little bit more confident in in them than in what I've seen from how the Browns can so quickly fall yeah. apart. I mean, I know, I know, you know, week one was week one, but those those demons still lurk. So I'm going right. to Dallas. It's tough because we don't believe in who the Browns played, right? Maybe those are uh, the, you could look at any game and like, well, this isn't a good representation. But Dak, 400 yards, two games in a row, lots of weapons. Cedric Wilson, they'll score points. They should score points. Maybe they don't score 30, Dave. I think that's what you're I, counting on. Yeah, uh, well, I, you know, the, let's get a uh, a temperature check from the guy who is uh, the Cowboys whisperer on this show, Sal. Where do you think week three, there was a, I mean, there have been uh, uh, so much news this week. It's, it's so far in the distant memory at this point. But mm-hmm. the week started, it sounded like Jerry disparaged Dak a little bit, like R- Romo might have made that play. But then it right. turned out, if you read the full context of it, it wasn't he exactly. brought it back. But, yeah. Do you think, because I do think it matters, Dak to me is a guy who back to the wall rises to the challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Cowboys in 2021? Yeah, I think so. I, I uh, it sends mixed messages that they didn't sign him and they're going to, they're going to pay. They're going to pay. They're literally going to pay through the roof. $45 million. They're going to pay him crazy dollars. I got to tell you, I I really think like this year is so, I think Jerry's like, uh, who the hell knows what's going on with this year with COVID and everything else. Why am I going to sign him for a, a ton of money when I could do it next year? All right, I'll take the hit then. But, um, I think he is the uh, quarterback for the future. Definitely didn't show a ton of confidence in him, not signing him long term. But uh, Dak's a, a team player. I think they they sign with him. I think there is I, because there's what's the alternative is the problem, right? They're not getting Trevor Lawrence. It's the same thing with firing a coach. But you know, Dak is not on the Sam Darnold level. He's going to be around. I think the Cowboys ultimately have faith in him. But I think we'll he. I feel like his relationship with Jerry is publicly too good. Yeah. For Jerry to spend that political capital. I mean, maybe fans will turn on Dak. I don't know. But I think that he has been a team player. He really has embodied what it is to be a Cowboys quarterback. And mm-hmm. he's good enough that like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm I've been out on Mike McCarthy for a while. So I I don't think that was the right choice for Dak as a quarterback, Um, seeing what he didn't do with Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, I yeah. don't see I don't know how you can have a better choice than Dak going into 2021, given the draft and where the Cowboys are probably going to be in it. I kind of disagree with you, actually. Yeah, Dak is good uh, with both of you. I I think Dak is good. I like him very much. I'd be fine with him being a five-year answer for my team at quarterback. But I think if they... I mean, it depends what happens here. Obviously, if they if they don't make the playoffs, even or if they're quick out, if they're a nine and seven quick out in the playoffs, I don't. It's not like even Ryan Tannehill making a a title game run for the Titans. It'll be kind of like, all right, we've been with Dak for a while now, and we're not getting anywhere. I think I I, right. I actually think the Cowboys would turn the page from Dak, and maybe maybe they could swap mm-hmm. him for Carson Wentz up in Philadelphia. That'd be a fun. That'd be it's a, fun a it's a mixed message if you keep throwing for four hundred yards and not and not getting the W. What but, year was uh, Dak drafted? Was that twenty sixteen? Uh, was it sixteen or fifteen? Fifteen. Sixteen. Romo got yes. Yeah, sixteen was the okay, draft. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how he got it. Um. What are you writing that in your planner, Charlotte? Yeah, what, what I'm just, well, I'm trying, out? when I go back in time to 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We have I just to get the exact know, date. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, that computer, that console could be a little uh, shaky. We it's gotta like get Y2K. That if you don't know right. when Dak was drafted, it just messes up the whole time machine. <laughs> um, Chargers, Bucks, we'll go over this one real quick. The Bucks are home. They're laying seven points, 42 and a half is the over-under. This is a fun game. This could be, this would be so much bigger of a deal. Did I say that right? If the Chargers game last week against the Panthers had ended, I don't want to say the way it should have, but that one lateral, Dave, was crazy to Eckler, and he fumbled it, and the D-back was leaning left. That's a touchdown if they do it right, and the Chargers are 2-1, and one, and the Bucks are 2-1, and one, and this is all of a sudden more fun. Uh, I think the Chargers keep it close. Yeah, I won't be surprised. That defense, I mean, we, we're aware of the injuries. That's uh, You can't talk mm-hmm. about the Chargers without acknowledging that they're perennially banged up. Um, by the way, Brady, you know, I was advocating for him to go to the Chargers as they opened the new stadium. That's forever ago now, and it sounded like there was at least some mild consideration for that. So that's an interesting connection between the two teams. Herbert's looked pretty good. Um, further furthering my point that it's not that hard to land a QB. You can plug in a, a guy who plays in that kind of an offense in college and, and, and get by with that one. Um, 
What what do you say the number is currently on that one? Seven. It's a full it's, seven and 42 and a half. Yeah. Um, I do think that what you saw in that week one game is that maybe that offensive line for Tampa um ain't ready to keep the 43 yeah. year old man clean. Um, but yeah, I I think the Bucks are quietly as much as a Tom Brady uh never before seen 43 year old guy and all that. And and no Godwin and and all that sort of thing. I think the Bucks are maybe going to emerge with the Packers um, accepted uh, are going to more and more start to establish themselves hmm. as as the best team in the NFC. All right. Well, yeah. You know what's weird? They always had that stat with rookie quarterbacks coming to Belichick, coming to Foxborough, yeah. playing Belichick and Brady. It was a miserable number. I think it was like one in 14 or something. You don't exactly have that, but this is now Tom Brady against a rookie quarterback. Uh, you're a Herbert fan, Charlotte. Yeah, I think I think Herbert. I mean, you can say you wouldn't be nervous, but I think that going up against Tom Brady, I and mean, it's also funny. I think Tom Brady's literally twice Herbert's age. Um, yeah, he might be right there. But I, I feel like Herbert. Um, I think he'll hold hold his own. I do think that the Bucks will win by a touchdown or more. Um, All right. I think that Brady's getting. He's heating up. He does this every year. I think that um, there probably will be some role that nerves play for Herbert, mm. um, especially just because I don't know if after the Titans news, I don't. I wonder if everyone's going to be like a little bit more on edge. I mean, maybe not. I would be. Um, mm. But yeah, I. Well, think that's why that's, you're not playing, Shaw. That's why they don't <laughs> ask you to play. You well, know, you when, notice that when all of the Jets get. <laughs> COVID they're going to, yeah. I'll be their kicker. Um, so <laughs> no, but I think I, I take the bucks. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Justin Herbert and the chargers beat Tom Brady, but that'd be um, fun. You know, that'd be a fun thing to look at. I'm not at. holding out hope. Hey, two, uh, not holding out hope picks, but we're going Jaguars, <laughs> Jaguars, Bengals, two of two more of your favorite quarterbacks, uh, Charlotte Bengals down to three. It was three and a half and four. I was like, that's craziness. Uh, Bengals, Joe Burrow, favorite at home, three points, 49 and a half is the over-under. This reminds me a little of last Thursday's game where the Jaguars were favored by three. And we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, no, can Miami I, went in there and stomped them. Maybe the same thing? You, you have to make a decision here. I don't understand this law. I don't understand these odds. I'm like, I would put I would put money on the on the Jags by wait a second wait a second I'm sorry Charlotte it's great to hear from you but please step aside and give the microphone to Aunt Char I mean this is Gardner (laughs) Minshew versus Joey I can't imagine I mean what a like a like a mom with two sons playing in the game in the split football jersey I mean Aunt Char's got to weigh in on this did Aunt Char follow her to New York I don't even know that she's there is she I, so I, I, I live guess in Connecticut I don't as it is. I have a oh. place. Well, I mean, I had the place in the Hamptons and then, you know, in the, in the that was the second divorce casualty. Mm. But um, <laughs> no, I've been in Darien for a while. I did. Listen, it's it's my two nephews. It's my two large adult sons watching them play. I don't know. I feel like a conflicted, you know, it. it, it how am I supposed to choose? What am I supposed to do? This is just beyond <laughs> comprehension. Um no, I really, I actually am having a. Li- this is Charlotte now. I'm having oh, a Charlotte's little bit back. of. A, I'm having a little <laughs> bit of an existential crisis because I'm like, oh my god, my two favorite, yeah, twenty one year old boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think you go by. Yeah, you could. You couldn't really. They're be older there. than that. Their mother, right? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Dave. I would take the points here for the reasons. Um, Jaguars on extra rest, maybe a little too much for uh, Joe Burrow. I definitely loved it at three and a half getting. For the Jaguars, but uh, I, I, I'm so malleable. It's really pathetic. But Jeff Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz on minus three, talked me into the Bengals big, uh, pointing at <laughs> pointing at Cincy's DVOA ninth in the NFL right now. And right. The, there's some easy pushback on that. But I guess in the most simple terms that we can come up with, excuse me, Aunt Shar and otherwise, I think Gardner Minshew Gardner Minshew has a fun personality and a neat mustache. That does not equal him being a mm. a good. He still is at the bottom tier of NFL QBs in a QB rich mm. league. Joey Burrow clearly is already the real deal. This is the bank. Bengals must look at this as much as human beings look at these things and everything. They must be thinking right now in the locker room. This is our best chance to win a game this year. We mm. got to seize on it. And I do think. I think they will. Yeah. I would like that. I think that at this point, um, the Joe Burrow, I'm, you know, we all know I'm firmly on the Joe Burrow uh, train here, but I think that in terms of Minshew, I feel like 
the team has kind of made up their mind that this is not their guy for a while. And I think that Joe Burrow, I hope to God he's the guy. So I think that in terms of my rooting interest for the narratives that have already taken off, like I would like Joe to win so that we can start seeing some sort of momentum there. I Minch. feel like Minch, Minch is having fun no matter what. Right. Burrow, it might right. really might kill him to start to start off zero and seven or something. It's right. a, he's going to be right. That I, I compl- that's exactly Joe right, needs Sal. the boost. That's exactly yeah. right. Where I, I and by the way, right. I don't know if it'll be by twenty twenty one, but at some point soon, Gardner Minshew will be some blend of Nick Foles and clipboard Jesus uh, Charlie Whitehurst, just like. <laughs> Always ready to come in and a fan favorite in whatever town he's in. And maybe he'll come in for a game and a half and play really well. But he's not some long-term answer. Burrow is. That's right. I'm taking the Bengals this weekend. All right. There you go. And we're going to cover uh, three more games as we pull off our extra points for extra pay parlay on FanDuel. You know we are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And by now you've probably heard about FanDuel Sportsbook's world-class sports betting app. FanDuel makes it easy to find and place your bets. They've got some of the best odds you'll find anywhere. Fun bet types. It's the only spot where you can place a same-game parlay NFL bet this season. And when you win, they even get you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. That's In some places, that's measured as a day. 24 hours. I can't believe that. I've never seen that. Lots of reasons to try FanDuel Sportsbook. Here's one more right now. New users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. No strings attached. Place any bet you want. You win. You keep the cash. You lose. You'll get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Back Joe Burrow. If you lose, you get it back. What does it matter? He'll be upset. You won't be as upset. Uh, Start betting. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Be sure to sign up with promo code ExtraPoints so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel sportsbook slash extra points fandle.com slash extra points 21 and older i have to be present in new jersey illinois west virginia indiana colorado or iowa first online real money wager only the site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in seven days restrictions apply and if you have a gambling problem you call 1-800-GAMBLER in west virginia you visit www.1800gambler.net in indiana you call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, you call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Wow, I'm going to be on the phone all day on Sunday. This is crazy. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk uh, basketball. Game two, Lakers heat nine and a half. The Lakers are favored by 216 and a half. Why is it so high? Well, out of Bayou, Drogic, they were doubtful. Now they're out. Sad. We just can't have nice things, right? This was not going to be a uh, now not going to be a competitive final. In fact, Fanduel has the odds of the Lakers sweep at even odds, so they're expected wow. 50-50 chance that they just finish them off in the next three. I don't know, Dave. Incomplete NBA Finals, incomplete NFL schedule. We brought about it. Uh, incomplete election. What do you think? We get robbed of a, a series, but the Lakers sweep. Yeah, I told you that before all the injuries um, Mm -hmm. and not to pat myself on the back because it's owed to the injuries probably that uh, it's tracking that way to the here and now nine and a half. That's a ton of points. But I, you know, the Lakers surely see what's in front of them. And I also think, again, it's a recurring thing since this whole thing started in the bubble. I think everybody wants to get out of there as as soon as they can. And and I think at the side, the heat, this has been a great run. I'm sure they feel quite satisfied with it. it at, mm-hmm. If they go into the locker room at halftime, um, down, you know, double digits, I think they're just going to lay down. Right? I mean, even if they had the ability to, the the desire to fight back, they're they're now legitimately shorthanded. I don't know how really? they can hang with Anthony Davis and LeBron and the rest of that crew. You think they lay down? You think these seven footer that won't stand out as weird that they're they'll just trip be on the over court, them? Actually, yeah, that'll be weird. Just actually yeah, they laying would just down. stand up. Literally, yeah, it's just harder to get over them. Yeah, that's right. that's an interesting. I, you know what? For real, not to be more of a bummer than I've already been today, but um, <laughs> I good for whoever wins the title. Good for Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup. I gotta say, now that it's just about all wrapped up, all in all, kind of unsatisfying, right? I mean, I I know that we've done our best to put a happy yeah. face on all this stuff. It ultimately has lacked something so significant that. I don't think it deserves an asterisk or anything else. I'm just saying from a fan standpoint, it's been been kind of. Well, here, here's me. the thing. I actually just wrote about that. 
Oh, they did. I wrote, it a, I, yeah. I wrote a piece that was like, look, this well, during is... that discussion, you wrote something. Yeah, you it's right, right oh. here. I'm oh, wow. just typing on my phone. Us. No, I, I published it yesterday because after um, game one of the finals, you know, I'd been talking to my editors and I was like, OK, I'll write off of game one. And after game one, I was like, I have literally nothing to say about this. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what else you can say besides LeBron is great and the Heat are all injured. Like, there's nothing more. And so I started talking with um one of my editors and and the conversation ended up at a point where I was like, this is weird. Like watching this, the finals, you know, we've been watching dystopian basketball for a while, but watching the finals for some reason where there's so much um, celebration and circumstance and the whole environment is such a big part of it. And, you know, the lights go down and they announce everyone and the arenas erupt. And it's just like, we don't have that. It's LeBron. LeBron left the court and walked through that hallway. He looked like a guy who had just like been late night at the office and was leaving mm. through, you know, the Formica tiles. It, it was just the whole thing was so weird. And I was like, I love sports because they make you feel something. And because there's this sort of surge of energy and it's not the same when you have, you know, like Shaq's big face pixelated on the screen as the courtside seat. And right. I think that it always takes a little bit of sports are kind of like grown up make believe where you have to, you know, you're like, Oh, this arbitrary rule, like these things matter and they're really fun. And this year it's just been like that much harder. You really have to psych yourself up right. to, to feel that same excitement. So I think you're right. I think Dave's right. And the question remains, what becomes the challenge for LeBron James now, right? With all this in mind that we're almost going to put an asterisk by this title LeBron James like, oh, man, what the hell do I have to do? I'm in the finals every single year. Mm -hmm. And now in the, in the in the people's mind, this isn't going to count. So does he have to go out there? Like, is anything short of a sweep? Drop him in the all-time rankings? Forget about Jordan. Maybe he drops below uh, Kelly Trapuca or something, Dave. I mean, what is this guy thinking now? He's like, <laughs> God damn it. I Now we have to sweep and I have to dominate and I have to win MVP. And it still won't look as, uh, as sexy as uh, previous title wins. Yeah, you know, like I say, it's that, that asterisk discussion always with, with the Patriots. Should we asterisk their titles that were that that are stained by cheating scandal and everything else? Like, I don't know that any that there's some literal. Um, I, I, in fact, I'm I'm pretty sure that there isn't some great um, NBA or NFL record book that is opened up and and uh, an old man with a white beard puts an asterisk in a red <laughs> pen next to it. It's done that's by our happens. brains. That's my dad. It, it's, oh, that's who, it, that's what he does yeah, for a living. That's what wow, my dad does. That's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> yeah. is it like a scroll, like a Torah or is it like just like a big book? <laughs> no, it's like a guest book at a hotel actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Neat. Yeah, I leather like, bound. I, it's nice. I Will like you big... show us on Monday? Could you bring Absolutely it in? Absolutely not. That's oh. really top secret oh. stuff. I'd like the tease. I'd like the inside de I like hearing those inside deets. But yes, it's nice. Um, uh, yeah, it's and you know, by the way, LeBron doing great stuff beyond basketball, continuing to do it in on the uh, you know politically and otherwise. But yeah, I hear you and uh, Sal, and it's what I feel like the, the what the Dodgers' um, destiny is to win the World Series this year, and it might be worse. It might be more asterisked in our brains than the Oakland Athletics in 1989 after the earthquake in the Bay Area against the Giants. The mm. one time that mighty A's team got over was when nobody was watching anymore. It was kind of, right. you remember that? Like, it was like, yeah, there was yeah. an earthquake. Oh, Bay Area World Series. How cool. And then earthquake, and it got delayed by like five yeah. days or five weeks. I don't even remember. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, did you hear the A's won the World Series last night? Oh yeah, I, 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 I heard something about. I think that's how it's going to be for the Cavs, and I think that's how it's going to be for the Dodgers too, because they're clearly the best. Interesting. Team. All right, well, let's go to baseball. Yeah, incidentally, I think the Lakers do win by double digits tonight, and it's just too yeah. many points it in the sucks. paint. It's it so really easy sucks. for Anthony Davis inside without out of Bayou and everybody. Uh, I'll go on yes. there, and I think they sweep. Uh, but baseball, this is interesting with baseball. So the playoffs, they did it this week. It was best of three. Um, the better team had the advantage because they had all games at home. If it was three games, uh, the third game was home in addition to one and two. They're taking the weekend off. This is, I thought this was something for baseball. They're stepping aside, except in the case of the Cubs Marlins, because that got postponed yesterday. There might be a Saturday Cubs Marlins game. Otherwise, stepping aside, not competing with college football, not competing with NBA. For, I guess there'll be a game Sunday. Uh, uh, there's one tonight. 
not competing with the NFL slate really surprised me. Um, Dodgers, they advance their plus 260. Yankees advance against the Rays. They're plus 350 to win the World Series. Rays are right there, plus 390. That's a pretty good, pretty even series um, when they play each other. And the Braves are 7-1. to Otherwise, double digits uh, for the rest of the play. I wanted to bring up ESPN Plus. Kind of a competitor here, but so this is why. But but I'm gonna kind of shit on their product, so it, it works out. Squeeze Play, the ESPN Plus Squeeze Play offers red zone for baseball. Now I don't know what this means. If there's a runner on second, they check into the game. First of all, there's not a hundred baseball games going on. There's two games going on at once at worst for baseball. So do they switch to the game who has a a, a runner on second? I don't think this necessarily well, works for every sport. Charlotte, it's also like, what if no one's on and what if the bases are empty and someone hits a home run? Yeah. Like you got Aaron do, you, Judge do, you, up. do you switch he, right after the fact or do you have to be sit? Do you put everything on a delay so that you can be like, oh, OK, here's a home run. Let's run that back for people like baseball. I don't isn't, get it. Baseball yeah. isn't a sport where baseball is all about like the build of tension and it leads to some, and then like something unexpected happens or it, it football is about like you know, methodical plotting down a field. You kind of have an idea right. when something's going to happen. And baseball is like, oh, my God, you know, so I don't know how you. And there's time in between. Right. Yeah. So there's like that. That There's that thing like Fernando Tatis. It's a long fly ball. You're not going to cut right when it hits the warning track. I don't understand how this works, Dave. Like it doesn't it doesn't work in every sport. It wouldn't work in hockey when a, when a team on offense passes the blue line on a three <laughs> on one. You pad. It's not going to work in horse racing where you go down the stretch or. Or any other spot. I, I, I don't get it. Is am I, am I basketball, a team sets up for a three-pointer? You cut to the different <laughs> game? I don't get it. Yeah. It, what are it, they doing? Right. It, right. It's uh, what's the, you know, uh, square peg in a round right. hole or whatever. Um, where I really would love to have this um, as a resource is with the reality TV shows. Because, you know, <laughs> The Bachelor, it's gargantuan now. Three hours, you know, like I don't need. All the one-on-one dates. I definitely don't need the group dates. You know, the oh, the full... one-on-ones are good. The group dates you don't need, but the one-on-ones are good. I, I I gotta have the moment in every episode when the woman or man who's who is with the bachelor or bachelorette gushes with great thanks. Thank you for what a beautiful date, and and you got the Commodores to play it for just <laughs> us out here in this enchanted forest. Like No, no, no. It's like, you got Dirk and Mindy, my favorite country band <laughs> that no one else has ever heard of. Yeah, right. I don't know why I said Commodores, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, Lionel Richie. I but liked anyway. Commodore. Uh, well, they're great. They're, they're, they're mm. easy to love, but yes, I could use that, and then like, okay, it's the, it's the dead part of the Bachelorette. Now let's see what the Kardashians are doing and let's see what the real house, you know, like then I, I, it would be more palatable to me. It's, it's a big ask to sit through the two hours. Maybe that's where it would apply, but, um, or yeah. Harrison Ford movies. Like if you could do that for, for me and like, Oh, solo is about to go into the trash compactor with Chewbacca and Skywalker. Like, Oh, just in time. Oh, Dr. Jones is having a shootout, a whip fight, you know, like, that would be fun too, but we don't need it for baseball. Well, why would uh, I mean those are not live events? Uh, Star Wars and, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Do they shoot that live? I'm very impressed. All of a sudden, if they do, I, I'm not here for the to be attacked by. You. <laughs> all right. There are no all bad right. ideas. I'm with right you though. I do uh, have the Commodores right underneath John my morning books jacket. About, John books about to have sex on that Amish woman. Come to it yeah, fast. I got urgent. It. Hold on, Carol Baskin's just a uh, trip. She's just she's just doing the tango. Let's cut to that. Yeah, maybe there is something for reality television. It's not bad. Like, but don't give away these ideas for free, Dave. I like <laughs> it's this. True. Jo- this maybe that's the blend. It's reality TV shows and Harrison Ford movies blended together for for, for one. Oh my god! I mean, it's a lot. To, it's exciting. Look. Harrison, President Harrison Ford's about to throw the terrorists off the plane. Get to it. Stat. You know, I like it. All right. All right. Jenner's going under the knife. Back to the Kardashians. (laughs) Charlotte's right. We've offered too many good free ideas and we're about to do another one here. Right here. Our extra points for extra pay parlay week four. We're winning this. We picked three games, one each. FanDuel boosts the spread in our favor. They boost the odds in our favor. Dave, start us off. What is your pick? I know you went back and forth between a couple. 
and you settled on a winner. Between three, I love the I-65 uh, bowl going on there. Um, side note, we really need to get on this. College football's rivalries, best pro football's rivalries, and we need a week every year on the calendar where all the regional um, teams in uh, in either conference play one another. The Cowboys and Texans, the Steelers and Eagles, the Dolphins and Bucks, and so on, and the Colts and Bears would be that game. I almost went with that one. That one's a tough one to call. We mentioned the under in the Cowboys, Browns, and uh, and now I get to what feels to me like I said to Sal last night. This feels like the most obvious one for the most casual football fan in the world. The mighty Kansas City Chiefs reigning supreme. They, um, you know, everybody knows about the Patriots and they're always competitive and people fear Belichick. And here comes Cam. I mean, though, come on. The, the Chiefs have covered the spread two thirds of the time after a win over the last four seasons. That includes a lot of Patrick Mahomes, 11 and one straight up nine and three against the spread in the last 12 as a favorite. They're favored here, obviously to vanquish the Patriots. I think they will by, uh, by at least a touchdown in this one. Ergo, Mm. I am taking Charlotte's choice for America's team, the Kansas city chiefs to do the most obvious thing here. And by the way, in doing so, The Chiefs clearly are a juggernaut. We get that. I think the other thing that's going to start to slowly creep in for everybody, as exciting as Cam Newton is, that defense continues to not be great. I don't think they're going to be able to get to Mahomes. If you give him an extra beat to throw the deep ball, he's going to smoke you. I don't care how good your secondary is. Mm. You can't run with the guys if if you don't get a pass rush on him. I think the Chiefs win by a touchdown at least. All right. Well, now Charlotte... You're in a tough spot now because you have to now root against your favorite team. I know. I'm like, Dave, you have to root for our parlay, right? I mean, at the same time, though, I God, this is really just a mind. This is screwing me up because I did say that the Chiefs are going to be undefeated, which means that they have to beat my team. And now Dave has given me one more reason Mm -hmm. to root for the Chiefs. But um Gosh. Okay. Well, you know. Well, they I'm don't. Gonna, I mean, here's it's the thing be with the a Patriots. Conflicted Sunday for me between Minshew and Burrow and and Chiefs Pats. I hear you. I mean, the problem is not Cam Newton. The offense is good. I talked to Chris Long on minus three name drop again, and we talked about that. It's not the Patriots' offense that's the problem. Oh, no, I know. It's I know. A, it's the lack of Chris Long and those other guys who used to generate a pass rush for uh, for the Patriots. They don't have it this year. That's death against the Chiefs. All right. So, Dave, you have the Chiefs, and that spread is moved to minus five and a half, right? Minus five and a half. I'm sorry. That's I, I buried the lead there. Or I didn't mention it at all, but Sal fortunately jumped <laughs> in there. <laughs> there you <laughs> to, go. To throw it out there. But, yes, I mean, come That's on. All right. Isn't it so obvious? I mean, it feels too easy, doesn't it? It really does feel easy. The Chiefs against, uh, you know, come on. The only reason that line is so low is because it's Bill Belichick. Well, that's it. And he has a good record when he's an underdog or underdog between four and eight points and all that and going against a team on a short week. That's the only thing. But if you actually look at the X's and O's and the players involved, the Chiefs should still put up 30, 35, 40. And one last thing. Once the Chiefs do get over, assuming they do, (laughs) then it will really get going. The Chiefs of 2020 have a shot at going undefeated because after this one, if they survive this one, Really, what game are you ever going to look at and think like, eh, I think the Chiefs are in trouble and in going into when this do they, game? When do they play the Bengals, though? Uh, <laughs> in their dreams. Um, they get the Bills at some point. That's really America's team. Speaking of the Bills, go ahead, Charlotte. Give us your pick. Yes, I'm taking Dave's America's team, Dave's. the Bills, at uh, minus two and a half. They're playing the Raiders. They're undefeated right now. Josh Allen is just playing like a man on a mission and I don't really understand it. And he is a chaotic energy, as I said on Monday, that um, that that boggles me a little bit. But he keeps he keeps making happen. He keeps pulling his team to wins. Uh, The Raiders defense is ranked 28th, so they're not great. The Bills um, have gone seven and two on the road since last season, and um, they've held their opponents to a average of 17 points so i just feel like you know all they have to do is win by a field goal and uh you you make a lot of money so i i don't really see i don't see gruden and his uh reckless band of football players putting up enough of a fight to take down buffalo all right well so this is weird now i have to root against dave's 
America's team, but I also have to root for our parlay. But Charlotte you have doing to root the for right. Dave's America's team and yours America's team. Yeah, it's it's so confusing. There's but- a lot of conflicted emotion in this week's parlay, but you know what? Yeah. We're such good pals, and we care so much about our listeners that yeah. we're just we're sucking it up, and we're going to go for it. How about that game, though, Sal? How do you how do you see that one in a vacuum? The the Vegas. Well, Raiders. I don't think it's going to be in a vacuum. I mean, they no. paid so much money for this stadium. <laughs> no. they can't It'd be fit stupid in to, a to vacuum. Fight. Yes, yes, true. It's not going to happen in a vacuum. Vacuum. If that, I would be stunned. Um, I don't. It's know. really. Don't it's funny. Know. You know what's crazy that you just said that? It is yeah. literally in a vacuum cleaner. It is a Roomba. Have you seen that stadium? I can't oh, yeah, believe you actually yeah. actually just said that. We just said that it is literally in a gigantic vacuum. People it, it, don't love that stadium. I'm getting a lot of like negative feedback about. Oh, it, really? What's it, funny it, is that, I the, heard that the Raiders' new stadium is a Roomba, and the Rangers' new stadium is a trash compactor. So it's right. just all these appliances. No, that thing's yeah. a Weber grill. Think, that thing's a, that's a stainless steel Weber grill. That I think Texas it looks Rangers a little thing. bit like one of those masher guys, but yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. I was worried the trash compactor would lead to more, more, 10 more minutes of Star Wars talk. But OK, we got we got through it. That is um, the reason I didn't go <clears throat> swimming in a lake for two years after I saw it. Why? Because I was scared of the snake from the trash compactor. Oh, really? And what got you over it? I realized that a lake is not a trash compactor. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to re-scare you, but uh, you don't know that. All right, Charlotte doing this wise thing. She's crossing the number. So the Bills no longer have to win by a field goal for her leg of the parlay to hit. They could win by two or one or whatever. And Sorry, uh, the did Bills I say they had to win by a field goal? No, no, goal no, no, they- you didn't. <laughs> No, I'm just saying you did a good thing. You're taking advantage of the extra point. It's time for that Bills team to start playing defense. They're loaded. I don't get what what what's going on so far, but I think it starts to rise up this weekend. That's the difference. I'm with the Charlotte and America's team. Uh, I am going with a a very controversial pick. I know Dave hated it. Charlotte was like, "What? Uh, You talk sports for a living?" I'm going (laughs) the Philadelphia Eagles. We're boosting this up to eight and a half points. Getting eight and a half. On the road against San Francisco. I believe I said, are you high? Yeah, you asked me if I was high. I did. And I said, chewing up strawberries and spitting them out on the the yogurt does not uh, constitute high in my book. But it should be. Anyway, plus eight and a half on the road. Look, here's here's my thing. My big thing is it's not going to be so easy for the Cowboys to win the division. Everyone's so set that the Giants are done. the, The Washington team is done. Philadelphia is done and Dallas is going to cruise. No, I know by experience, this is not what's going to happen. So regardless of what happens with the Cowboys and the Browns earlier in the day, Philadelphia is going to put up a fight. I think they could win on the field against this injured 49ers team. Let's forget. All right. They beat up the Giants. They beat up the Jets. Nothing so exciting right now. Jimmy G questionable. I don't think he's playing. You got Reed is hurt. Mostert's hurt multiple injuries on defense. They're a mass unit for sure. You take Philadelphia on the road. I think they start fresh seven and five as an underdog, the last 12, eight and four against the spread. I think Doug Peterson gets this team going. They've scored every time in the red zone. That's not their problem. I think they move the ball. They win a close game, 23, 20, but I'm getting eight and a half points. That's my third leg of our parlay extra points for extra pay. Plus eight and a half. Dave, you hate it. You're, you're doing the nice, uh, the friendly nod, but you hate it. Well, I just hope that uh, Charlotte and I, our legs come through <laughs> so that we can focus on this one and really drink in the spectacle of this ball game to punctuate yeah. our, our Sunday night. It really is uh, a delicious, yet, yet another delicious matchup. Uh, <laughs> it looked uh, good on paper. This is what we deserve teams. in 2020. <laughs> I mean, I know people make these jokes. There's always a bum division, but yeah. It's not inconceivable. Oh, stop. It's not inconceivable that the Cowboys will lose earlier in the day. And if the mm-hmm. Eagles lose on Sunday night, that w- it will really start to take shape that like, is are we going to have a six and 10 division champion? I mean, it's no, really going to. No. We it, always say that. It's a I fun know thing to do, say and it never happens. I so know it, it doesn't, but fun. I mean, that by, by, because uh, they benefit from getting to play each other. So somebody has to win those games. But that, yeah. but that aside, man, this uh, it's a bold pick by you, and I, Thank I you. and I support it, and I hear you. I mean, eight and a half against the backup QB, the banged up, cursed uh, Super Bowl runner up—that's a curse. And uh, right. the Niners are playing above that standard in the 21st century right now. But I hear you. The, uh, the Eagles true, need true, one. Strip, 
strip everything you've seen already because right. the 49ers beat on trash teams and the Philly obviously slow start, a shell of the form. But if Philly plays 75% of what they were against this backup 49ers team, they'll fall within the eight and a half, right? Does that That's right. Math That's the, right. Oh. That's the key detail, <clears throat> right. All right. Eight and a Charlotte. half is a lot of points for a talented Eagles team. Charlotte's not as convinced, but you'll No, you'll I think I just zoned out for a second. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would look, I would, uh, uh, if it didn't cost our parlay, I would love an Eagles blowout. And then, and then Dallas has less to worry about, but I do think the number I is just, in our favor. <clears throat> I just really, really want us to do it again. I yeah, really want win. this that to was hit. Fun I really want to win. I love winning. Our extra points for extra pay parlay. Here it is. Charlotte has the Bills at minus two and a half. Dave has the Chiefs at minus five and a half. And I'm taking the Eagles at plus eight and a half. And FanDuel is boosting that from plus 405 to plus 50. But they urge you people to get on those numbers now as they may move throughout the weekend. Everybody loves our extra points for extra pay parlay. Get them while they're, they're hot, jump on that. folks. Who knows? Yeah, the Eagles by, by Sunday, they could be a favorite. So, no, you don't want that. You want to jump on that now. All right. Big weekend plans, anyone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Charlotte, you're in New York, city that never sleeps. You should I am be doing in New York. some fun I'm getting, things. I'm getting a, the first haircut I've gotten in a while. So really, that's pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, I gave myself one a few weeks <clears> ago, and I was like, I think we need some professional help. Oh. Um, and you know, watching a lot of sports. That's isn't that all anybody does? What does anyone yeah. else do on a weekend? That's all that's left for us. Yeah, Dave cuts his hair. He's happy with it. Charlotte, you think you need uh, outside help? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. Cut- I could use a little support. <clears throat> Cutting my own hair allows me a couple extra minutes every week to, to focus on TV um, and, <laughs> and sports specifically until the uh, the reality TV red zone is unveiled here. Um, yeah, no, we got uh, we've got it's October. And even though there's not going to be a proper Halloween night, we uh, we are still trying to because we got uh, we got all the kids here, you know, who are excited yeah. for the holiday. We're doing this thing. We're dr- doing a drive-through haunted house on Saturday. Ooh, fun. Before that, though, is that watch- at a car wash? <laughs> I, I, That's I, a great idea. Talk about really haunted car cool. wash. That's my idea of heaven. I love wow. car washes. Wow. wow. Zombie guys coming to clean your windows next to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good call. Sean, watch- why do you save that for the last minute of the podcast? <laughs> that that should be talk about burying the lead. That's haunted. my extra points for <clears throat> extra pay parlor. <laughs> if you find a haunted house in a car wash, then that you should win. be boosted. That's mm-hmm. great. We got the Pitt NC wish, State. That's the only yeah. uh, Pittsburgh football we're getting this <clears> weekend. So I'm going to focus in on uh, on the undefeated Panthers trying to vanquish another ACC foe. 14 point favorite, yep. right? That's yep. it. It's a it's a two touchdown uh Good defense. Game uh, there. legit defense. Look out, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Charlotte's, to see it. Charlotte's at the wilder things. Dave is at at Damashek, right? Did Correct. You change that? And make sure you check out minus three because the great Chris Long, champion of the Super Bowl and life, is with us and we rank. We do win play show. The greatest rock albums of all time. It was uh, a contentious conversation, and he had great insights on Carson Wentz, Tom Brady, and otherwise. I thought you were going to get all over Eddie Spaghetti for his choices, but you were you were pretty nice about everyone in their top three. You got more on Eddie Spaghetti about his choice for favorite athlete. Yeah, is, uh, I know, I know. Um, I would have uh, believed me if it weren't because we had to. I I I was late to kibitzing with you guys. I would uh-huh. it would have gone on for another seven and a half hours of uh, of me <laughs> right. yelling at Spaghetti about his <clears throat> list. But all it's right, a good I'm episode at- as it was. <clears throat> Download, listen to Minus 3. Download, listen to Waiver Wire. That's Jerry and Jen. Download, listen to the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. Download, rate, listen to uh, Against All Odds. The blue version, right, Jim Cunningham? So people don't screw that up. And uh, what am I missing? So much more. Yeah, Laugh Lines. Oh, my God. Me, Rachel Bonetta, Paul LaDuca. We knocked it uh, out of the park, I think. Baseball reference this week. And, of course, extra points. We're right here. Um, oh, also our buddy, Tommy, Dave, you know, uh, Jimmy's good pal from Las Vegas is sick. He's got the COVID-19. Oh no. He's, uh, oh, no. <clears throat> he's in the hospital, but he's doing well. And he listens to us every single day. He's a big fan of ours. And I know he's going to get through it. When I was 16 years old, I went to Las Vegas and put Tommy in the figure four leg lock <laughs> and, uh, him being the superstar soccer player that he was, he reversed it on me. And it was the most pain I've ever been in <laughs> in my life. 
And if he could do that to me, I think he could beat this uh, COVID-19. Shout out, Tommy. Feel <clears throat> better, man. Yeah, get better, Tommy. Uh, Tommy uh, and I spent a lot of quality time together um, uh, over the years, uh, sitting around in Kimmel's office. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, shout out to him. Best to you, Tommy. There you go. You're going to get better. And uh, you know what? We're going to get better, too. We're not good at this podcast. I hope so. No. We have to, or no, we're going to get canceled. Gonna be, we're going to be fine. <laughs> Let's not get canceled. Your wallet's <laughs> going to be better by Sunday night, right? After there you the go. Eagles. Extra Take care of business for extra pay bills minus two and a half chiefs minus five and a half Eagles plus eight and a half. And I want to remind you <laughs> that even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. See you Monday. 